Hello. Oh, Linda, my dear. Hello. Hello. Can you do an Australian accent? Um, I you, you know you put me on the spot. I don't really want to try right now. That's okay. But I think I'm actually would be okay at it because I listen to so many Australian podcasts, Linda. That's the thing. I love it when I can like dream in a different accent. But then you dream like, in accents. Yeah, like I used to watch a lot of British TV. Like I went through a big Doctor Who phase. And would like dream with that accent, but then I'd wake up and try it, and it's like, nope, there's still like something blocking my brain in my language department. I like picking up various Australian slang from my Australian podcasts. There's a lot of weird Australian slang. Uh huh. I really like that they call breasts baps. Baps. They call them baps. B a p s. Like uh, like that lady's got a nice pair of baps. <laughs> She's got her baps out. Uh, my favorite was Nowakas. I don't know that one. Uh, maybe that was just something specific to these dudes that I worked with. But I worked with a couple of Australian guys, and they'd say no, no, no Nowakas. <laughs> so bad. But uh, that was pretty awful. I'm not gonna lie. It, it's okay. I mean, I love you. I'm here to support you, but that was not. That was not your. No, I mean, work. we don't have to like. We don't have to like keep talking about how bad it was. But like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No wakas is short for no fucking worries. Um, yeah, well, it sounds like that could be just kind of a them thing, and maybe not a whole. I don't know why like, deal. But Australia has so many little things like that, and I love like the nicknames that people end up with. Um, for some reason, one of the co-hosts of my favorite Australian podcast, his like little saying he says whenever he gets introduced is "How you going?" Not "How you doing?" But "How oh, you yeah. going?" That's how they all say that. How you going? Oh, okay, I mean, it, yeah. it works. And then, it, it works. I'm, I'm going fine. You know, everything's fine. And then when you're speaking to, like, a British person, there's this whole thing of, like, it's not like, how are you? I am good. Thank you. It's like, you yeah. You don't do that in America either, Linda. That was weird. Well, but you, they say, like, yeah. How's it? Yeah. Like, there's, uh, it's weird. I can't even describe it. Hmm. But there's a, well, it's not weird. It's weird to me because I'm an American. Isn't it uh, amazing that we live in a, a time where you get to just listen in on conversations with people all over the world if you want? All over the dang world. Maybe there's somebody in Australia <laughs> listening to us right now and hating every second of my. I can check. Hold on. Hold on, Linda. I can check. Okay, cool. I mean, not listening to this. This is not a live show. So I cannot check if someone is, in fact, listening right now from Australia. Like, right this second. But I can tell you how many downloads we have gotten all time from Australia, if that would be helpful. Like, like two? Let's see. I'm putting eyeliner right now because I got my Moderna, or not my Moderna, my Pfizer booster yesterday. You did get your booster finally. I did. I finally got it. I'm so glad. I didn't feel like total shit today. So. Where is Very excited about that. List. Come on, you got to be in here somewhere, Australia. Maybe they, maybe we have zero Australian listeners. I mean, that's possible, I guess. There's so many countries listed here that I would expect to listen well after Australia, though, because Australia speaks English. And, like, mm-hmm. we've got listeners from Serbia, Yemen, Mauritius, Bulgaria, Greece, Malaysia, Turkey, Argentina, wow. Belarus, Vietnam, Costa Rica, Uruguay, Austria, Azerbaijan. Not seeing Australia. Oh, wait, no, hold on a sec. Australia is pretty high on this list. Uh, oh, cool. So I can tell you that 2% of our listeners are in Australia. 
Well, and hello, of 2%. that 2%, 33% are in Victoria, 27% in Western Australia, 20% in New South Wales, 13% in the Australian Capital Territory, and 7% in Queensland. Linda, we have listeners representing all of the territories of Australia. Wow. Well, I apologize to all of you for my horrible, <laughs> horrible accent. Yeah. Andy knows better. Andy knows just not to try. The thing is, like, I... I I think if I, if you'd give me like a heads up before we recorded, I could have gone in my little private room, looked in a mirror, and just made some noises for a while until I like tuned it in. You know what's funny? I imagined you looking into a mirror as part of this process, even though looking at yourself is like not even a requirement. It's not important. It's not important, but we both imagined <laughs> it. Uh, but no, I, I feel like I could make the noises and like eventually, you know, hone yeah. in on it. And then once I figured it out, I could maybe do it. But I'm not going to do that on air because it will be horrifically embarrassing. Right, just like I did. But I've always like wanted to be an actor who gets assigned some role where you have to work with a, a coach on an accent or new language or something. I just think that would be so cool. Oh, to, for like, sure. Act. Yeah. One of my uh, well, one of my other favorite Australian podcasts. Again, I listen to a lot. Uh, they often will make fun of Americans by doing their American accents, which I find very very funny. And also, they have these like. I don't know, these deranged ideas about like what Americans do. <laughs> and the one, yeah. one thing for, for some reason they have associated with Americans is uh, constantly charging things to their credit card and referencing their credit card. <laughs> and so we'll just go like, I am an American, put it on my credit card. Charge it to oh, my wow. card. I'll take a Starbucks on my credit card. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that was like mostly an American. I mean, every country has... Some form, form I assume of everyone in Australia is using situation. credit cards for everything too, right? I mean, no one uses cash, right? Especially right. not post-pandemic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. Man, I got so many gray hairs. I'm jealous. I'm jealous, Linda. I, I've been growing out no, my beard. No, we talked about this a lot. Growing out my beard, and I got some more gray. Every year I got some more gray in my beard. Still basically none on my, oh, main, on my main head of hair, though. And the beard is only a temporary thing, you know? Are you going to do like a winter beard? Are you going to keep it going for a long time? No. The only reason I'm growing a beard right now is because I'm growing out all my hair. You know, I've been buzzing my head for most of the pandemic. So I just yes. bought like hair clippers and just down real low, whatever. Uh, I think it looks fine on me. Like I have, a, I have a round enough head. I can't complain. But it's not like the best look on me. Right. But my uh, my sister is getting married at the end of the month, and oh, so I would like yeah. a proper haircut for that wedding instead of looking like uh, you know a fuzzy cue ball. And so right. I am growing my hair out so I can get a proper haircut for that. But this in between stage, Linda, is fucking god awful. I look terrible. I look really, really, truly awful. And so in order to distract from that, I've also grown a beard because I figure you know that just kind of fits, right? Send me a selfie. Send you a selfie, okay? I'm have to. Thank you. Have to be a shoulder up selfie because I am sitting naked in bed post shower. <laughs> I got my headphones on. Hold on one second. Take the headphones off so I can't hear you and take a selfie. Give me a second. Okay. I also am. I know Andy can't hear me, but I'm also really curious now what percentage of our episodes have been recorded while one of us is naked because it's more than zero. It turns out I could hear you even my headphones on my lap, and yeah, it's a decent percentage, I would say. Yeah. Our bath episodes. Those are the primary ones for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, but Linda, but I mean, then, what is naked? How right? Often like, are you just like what is naked? There's, naked. A, there's a blanket on my lap. You know, I mean, what's 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 a pair of pants but a blanket on your lap all day? Well, it's like a it's like a uh, blanket with clasps <laughs> and assurances that you are not going to touch your ding dong. 
when you shouldn't be. This is an awful picture, Linda. You uh, you may not share it with anybody. I look terrible in it. Wow. Yeah, your hair just grows straight out in yeah, every direction. fucking straight out. I look awful. Truly Beard awful. Yours looks amazing, though. You look like one of those um, Harry, Harry Carey. What is it called? <laughs> Harry Carey. Uh, you talking about cheap pets? Like, a little toy that was like a magnetic thing. There were like little metal shavings in it. Oh, and you would I, like I kind of know what you're talking about. Let me search yeah. for the magnet hairy guy. Yeah, Harry. Magnet Maybe it was Harry Harry guy. Harry Carey is an old sports announcer. Right. I'm Harry Carey. Um, okay, so if I search for ha- if I search for magnet hairy guy on Google, what yeah. I get is a bunch of magnets that say things like I heart hairy men and like Oh wow. I'm not finding this toy. Type in toy. I'm add toy. Yeah, there you go. This has been How to Google with uh, Wooly Willy is what you're thinking. Wooly Willy. I was way off. I do kind of look like Wooly Willy. My hair is truly awful. So I'm wearing hats as much as I can. I grew up as beards to distract. I only have to ride this out for another two weeks. Then I get a haircut. But boy, it's really bad. I recently got a baseball hat and I like it. Oh, baseball hats are great. My whole thing for the winter, like my mood board um is like i want to look like a rich person who is going undercover as a regular person uh so it's like you wear like a dirty t-shirt and then you wear like a really nice looking coat on top of that and then you wear like a baseball hat and then you wear like some cool jeans but then like you wear some sneakers it's all like uh yeah i feel like i'm incognito about to go meet jake gyllenhaal for a juice. <laughs> the baseball hat and sneakers, for some reason, really, really does speak to that look. Yeah. Like, yeah. What is it about celebrities that they think wearing a baseball hat makes them unidentifiable? It What's does not. hilarious is that every time you're I wear just Julie Louis Dreyfus in a baseball hat, we all know who you are. Yeah. Every time I wear the baseball hat, though, it gets more attention. Like I can see more eyeballs on me. Like, oh, is that a famous person? No, it's not. It's just some rando. Oh, because because you you I see you're throwing the shape of somebody who has something to hide. Right. It's kind of fun. It's powerful thought technology there, Linda. Very powerful thought technology. Well, you got to work with what you got. And what you got is uh, not a lot. I, I don't... Uh, Linda, not... don't you dare say you don't got a lot to work with. You I'm got all kinds saying, of stuff to work I'm with. I will like... not... I refuse to lavish you in compliments because you baited me. I will not do it. But you know you got plenty to work with. God damn it. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just so ugly. It's not <laughs> hot at all. <laughs> As I sit here putting on... duckling. Oh, no one likes me. Yep. All of our Australian listeners, write in and tell Linda how much you like her. No, don't do that. Yeah, they won't. They won't anyway. Yeah, exactly. Had a small victory in our house this evening, Linda. What was it? So our house was last renovated in like the late 80s. So everything is fine, but not good. It's all just fine like our cabinets are pretty shitty our countertops are pretty shitty our bathrooms are pretty shitty but they're not like you know it's not like unusable but the one thing that the previous owner did replace when he lived here was the stove he just got himself a little bit nicer stove and it's not like a really nice stove but as somebody who like lived in rentals my entire adult life until i bought this house like rental (laughs) stoves are the worst right they never spend any money on the appliances because some people are going to come in there their their conceptions that people are going to come in and wreck it because they're awful cretinous landlords right. and um, I, I get that as a landlord move i understand why they would do that i i i refuse to empathize with those monsters but 
so this album is like kind of nice. It's probably like it's probably if you were to go to Home Depot and buy like the second nicest stove Home Depot sold. We're talking like that level of nice, not like designer right. showroom fancy kitchen stove, but like you know it, it's nice. It's got two ovens. It's got it got some stuff going on. But the one part of this stove which has always sucked, which is that all the knobs on the front are made of plastic. And when uh-huh. you cook as much as I do, especially if you make like a stock for like many hours on the stove with like the power burner on high, uh, these fucking knobs just eventually have like slowly melted. Like they look like shit. Oh no! The like the like it's got they're made of plastic and they have this like uh, shiny plastic finish on them, and the plastic Ew. finish is all scraped off. I and know a couple the of knobs. Them have melted. They're terrible. Yeah, I know and the so, knobs. And they've been this way since we lived in this house. Like they've been slowly getting worse, but they've been awful. And then recently, like one of them broke, and so now we're just missing one. You have to like take the knob off of one burner to put it on the other burner if you want to turn that burner on and off. You got to juggle the knobs around a little bit. And so a little while ago, I looked for replacement knobs, and they were so ridiculously expensive. Like, like thirty dollars a knob, basically, to what? get replacement knobs for this specific stove. The uh, whole oven isn't even worth that much. No, the whole oven is not worth that much now. It's a, this used oven. I mean, it's been it's been used for a while, so it's been well loved. And so, like, I was not going to buy the official replacement parts because it was insanely expensive. Then you can go on, like, w- you know, choose your own uh, internet commerce site and buy, like, generic uh, stove replacement knobs that have, like, little inserts so they fit with, like, a couple of the major brands of called, stoves. Like, called, like, Knobsy or something. It, it doesn't have a cute name with it. This is, this is not a startup. This is just, you know, some <laughs> Chinese company that's selling uh, these products i don't mean that to sound uh derisive to chinese companies but it, mm-hmm. you know it is it's a company that just like mm-hmm. is filling a niche they're filling a niche by making some generic plastic product and these things all have just god-awful reviews i mean they're still like 40 bucks for a set of five and then like people say they're shit and they break and they don't fit and all that kind of crap so i was like that seemed like the only option other than spending a bunch of money but then i really got tired of it last week and so i dug even deeper on the internet and i found this like ebay seller that was selling metal replacement knobs that didn't have the specific model number and they're not officially branded by the maker of my stove. They're just kind of like knockoff metal knobs, but they looked right. And it was very cheap. It was like 15 bucks for all five. And so I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to order these. And if they don't fit, then whatever. But they arrived and they fit perfectly. And our stove is like a brand new stove, Linda. It is so great to have a little win like that. Just some new knobs. Just some new knobs. And it makes a huge difference because that's the part you touch. Turns out if yeah. the part you touch feels nice, the whole, I mean, I never touched the rest of the stove, so the part I touch now feels great. It's so much heavier. It's, like, solid. feels great. I love it. Oh, my God. This is why, like, a door handle is so important. Like, Very on a important. Car. Like, I opened a Tesla once, and I was like, ew. This isn't a fancy luxury car. I thought they were supposed to have very fancy door handles. Don't they have the ones they're, that... I mean, uh, they're fancy in like that they uh, are completely unconventional and not intuitive the first time you use them. It's like... You know, it's like flush with the door and you have to like push part of it in with your thumb for the rest of the to appear. So, so stupid. But it feels like you're going to snap it off. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, I have. uh, I I don't know how much this is just my like weird proclivities slash maybe some kind of undiagnosed ADHD, but I really, really hate bad buttons. Like, uh, you know, membrane switches, the switches are on like every single microwave and stove now, the ones where it's just they printed a circuit and then print yeah. a piece of plastic over top of it and you just like smush the thing you want to operate. Yeah, I hate Fucking that. Fucking hate that shit so goddamn much. And I get it. Don't write in about it. I understand that it's very easy to clean. I know it's incredibly cheap to manufacture, but I hate them. I hate them so much. Yeah, the feeling of it is the worst. My grandpa has this Datsun Z that is from the 80s and it's like 
basically in mint condition and like the whole uh console of the car is nothing but really nice clickety clackety little buttons oh my god andy i could just sit there and like turn the radio on <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's so much better and this is like so this is a perfect example of the kind of thing that like so we recently not recently it was almost a year ago now uh, i installed a hood over my stove we might have talked about it on the show and we're gonna redo our kitchen in the on, it's on the horizon, right? I'm going to say within 10 years we'll redo our kitchen. It's not immediate, and we've got to save some money for it, but, like, eventually we want to renovate the kitchen. So this, like, hood I put in was very much like a stopgap solution. This is not my forever hood. This is, like, a hood for the next six to ten years or whatever. Yeah. Are you so laughing was, at me? It's not my forever hood. It's not my forever hood, Linda. <laughs> so I, I didn't, like, go crazy deep on the research like I usually do. I didn't, like, you know, find all the ones right. and figure out the best one I wanted. I was just like, this one seems fine. It, like, whatever. It fits, and it's a reasonable price, and I got it. And it, it is fine. It's a perfectly good hood, except for the fucking buttons, Linda. So it oh, looks no. – it looks it has a little LED screen on it, and then it has four buttons. First of all, the arrangement of the buttons is fucking stupid, and the icons on them are incredibly stupid. But the worst part is that they – are like separate pieces of metal. They look like they're actual buttons, but they are in fact just contact switches. So you press the button and it doesn't go in at all and it oh. doesn't register the button press until you remove your finger. It is the removal of your finger that is the button press. So you oh, push like you push it, you push it and it doesn't go in and nothing happens until you take your finger off. And they're inconsistent and it's fucking god awful. And that's exactly the kind of thing where it makes me feel like a diva. Like a fucking diva <laughs> to be like, I demand better buttons on my range hood, my my life, my my hood for life, and that's the thing that's going to make the hood cost four times as much. You're just oh, yeah. not going to be able to get a good hood with reasonable fucking buttons unless you pay a gazillion million dollars. And then that's I'm going to be fair. like, then I'm then I'm going to be looking at a fucking spreadsheet, and my 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 beautiful sensible wife, who's much more reasonable than me, will be like honey, this hood works just as well as the other one and it looks identical and it costs a quarter as much. Why can't we get that one? And I'll be like, but the fucking buttons. And that's the only part you touch, Linda. That's the only part that the really has to be good. Touch. I don't... Mm, kills me. It kills me. I hate it so much. You know much. how everybody's making like custom keyboards right now? Yeah, keyboards had a moment during the pandemic for sure. Yeah, maybe this could be like your um, version of that. Just like all the buttons in your house, but nice. I mean, it's an incredible life's work of mine to try and make just the little things in my house not suck, you know? Yeah. We're getting ready to maybe buy a chandelier, too, which is, uh, which is, which is a big a big time. Chandelier? I mean, I guess it's technically oh, a chandelier. We <laughs> it's, it's a light for over the dining room table that's not a pendant light. What oh, do you call excuse that? Excuse me. Someone put <laughs> roll out the red carpet for the horses. <laughs> Get fucked. What do, what do you call it? Just I don't a, know. A, a, a ceiling light? uh the, the uh, twinkles <laughs> oh we're getting ready to buy some twinkles linda uh and this is this is a, this is a, this is going to be a, a lifetime purchase you know it'd be a little coin and I, I actually made a whole model of this chandelier out of uh wood and styrofoam to make wow. sure that it was not too big for the room and wow uh, seriously you yeah, didn't did. just do the like ar app thingy the, no there's no ar app for this particular manufacturer okay. no. uh, uh what where's the light from uh, it's from a company called Allied Maker. They're your okay. neighbors up there in Brooklyn, New York. Oh, cool. You should check and out their the showroom. <laughs> okay, and the reason I gave you so much shit is like I hear the word chandelier and I think that there are connotations of like crystals and candles. Yeah, and I understand. It's a French word for a uh, fancy lamp. Yeah, I get it. 
Right. And so what is yours like? Is it like that? Or is it more like modern contemporary? Or is it like a craftsman? Like what, what kind of vibe? Okay, look, got? here's here's my vibe. Here's the best way I can describe my taste for this house. This house was built in the 1840s. I want to respect the history of the house, but I do mm-hmm. not want to live in a house that is equipped like the 1840s. Uh, right, because that was before electricity, for example. Uh, we didn't. There was no electricity in this house when it was when it was made. There was also no internal plumbing. So, like, the house is not going to be a historical replica. It is going to be a you know an evolution of the house that was built in the forties. Right. I hate modernism a lot, but yeah. I like simplicity and clean lines. I and mean, there's a lot of overlap with modernism and and you know just some simple clean lines. My my biggest driving factor in everything is like. An honesty, an honesty of materials, an honesty of form, like uh, just like something that is... Define honesty, please. Honesty is that I think everything should look like what it is. Um, So a good example is like I hate modern things where like uh, you can't tell what the light is till it turns on and then some random part of it glows. Like I think that's bullshit. Uh, I don't (laughs) like when someone takes some sort of material and overly modifies it to make it look unlike the material that it actually is. I think that's bullshit. Uh, I want things to be like honest and simple. I mean, really, I have like a, a shaker sensibility. You're familiar with shaker furniture? Yes. So the shaker, the shaker style is like, don't make, I think their whole thing is like, don't make something unless it's necessary. But if it's necessary, don't, you know, don't be afraid Do to make it, it beautiful. Well. Like make it well. Right. Like if, if it's going to have to be in your life, like make it be a nice thing that enhances your life. Got it. And so when like, I think of shaker, I think of like chairs that are like, this chair is made out of wooden pegs. Yes, I mean, I think most people would, would probably look at it and say like, "Oh, this is just some plain ass stuff." And yeah, that's kind of my taste. It's like plain ass stuff. Now, yeah, lighting is tough, Linda, because all a light is is a stand for a light bulb. That's pretty much all it is, and right. then some kind of diffuser or shade or something to affect the quality of light. Like that's pretty much all it is. The rest is all just ornamentation. It's all just nonsense. Like it's all yes. completely superfluous and unnecessary. Um, so it's it's challenging to find something I like. That's all like the kind of highfalutin philosophy behind my tastes. The actual reality is I end up liking things that are effectively modern, but like a little fucked up, like modern quirky is, is probably the best way to put it. Okay. So the lamp I'm looking at, you can, I'll send you a link to it. Um, I'll send you a link to it on your phone real quick. Uh, it's called the, the Tangent 5, and it is just, uh, you know, a black metal piping uh, with five like globes that hold light bulbs uh, on the ends of like black metal pipes, uh, and instead of being the actual thing is it's in a perfect like pentagon pattern. So if you looked at it from the bottom, like the five arms go out in exact you know equilateral angles, mm-hmm. uh, but they're all at different like angles, different heights. When you look at the third dimension, it's hard to describe. I'll send you this link right now. Well, this is great because you just described it. And so as soon as I look at it, then I'll describe it and we'll see how different our descriptions are. You could do a much better job. I'm, it's hard to do. Uh, I'm holding the mic. It's hard to Google one-handed and also talk and also think. But I just sent you the link. Wait, do you hold your microphone when you're talking? Um, well, I weigh when I'm in bed because I don't have a... There's oh, no, when you're there's no sort of bed. stand to hold my microphone in bed, yeah. Forgot about the nay-nay part. Oh, this is beautiful. Okay, okay. This style is very in right now. I think. Oh, see, that's the exact kind of thing that you can never say to me. That's very haunting. I've been. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you can tell. No, but like this a... is like a tasteful version of it. Like if this were brass, I would tell you that you made a mistake, but you, no, it's I... black. And so. Well, so the, the black is a good example. Like, so all of the hardware in our house that is uh, 
most of it is like it's none of it's really original original but there's stuff that's like original to you know the 1910s when the house was slightly updated or something right and all of that is like all cast iron it's all black it's all like old uh like just black cast iron hardware like all of our doorknobs inside for example they're the kind of doorknobs where all of the hardware is on the outside of the door you know it's like a black box that's mounted to the door and then it's got a doorknob on it because there's no internal mechanicals because that was more difficult in terms yeah. of woodworking so the, the black is definitely like a thing that's a facet of our house. I would never get this in like white or in bright brass or whatever. At least not for yeah. my house. Maybe if I ran like a bar or something. But I really <laughs> so love what I see, dear listener, is uh, black bent metal rods with perfect little balls on the end. And they fan out like a skirt. I think that the I love the round ball lights. I have those pendants in my in my bedrooms and I've always put those in like the last three places that I've lived in, I've like installed just like a, a simple white globe light. Um, cause they're affordable. They're just a regular light. They're very like out of the way, but I feel like they make a space bright and look nice. Um, right. I mean, the globe is basically just like, uh, the light bulb, but bigger, right? Like to me, it's like, yeah, it's kind of like, uh, it, that's the kind of like transparency and honesty and materiality. I mean, where it's like, yeah, the light is right. just a glowing, bulb that's what the light is it's not like it's fucking concealed in some bullshit yeah exactly but when i installed these uh unfortunately the lights that had been there for like 50 years before left a horrible ring on the ceiling that i have yet to paint over yep that is how it be um my favorite part is like time to paint their ceiling because of like the one ring on it Ugh, so much work yeah, it's a lot to get it out. I let all the paint things up pile up until there's a lot of problems, and then I can right. fix them all at once. Like, I'll knock out a couple rooms at a time, but for one little touch-up job, whew. Yeah, but um, my favorite thing about this lamp, though, is if you look at the more images down the page, is that because the angles, like the the third-dimensional angles, the angle from the on the axis of the ceiling to the floor of those rods is all different, depending mm -hmm. on what perspective you have on the lamp like it takes on a totally different shape which i think is right. a brilliant like if that was just symmetrical i would hate it i would hate it with a passion uh and if it was more quirky and fucked up i would also hate it with a passion it's just the right amount of like we did the simple thing we did something to give a little bit of interest because this is going to be like the center of the room it's going to be a, a statement piece for lack of a better word um so we did something to it to give it a little bit of uh a little bit of a tone or a, a voice but not over the top. I sent you a picture of the model I made too. It's very funny. Oh my god! Oh my god! I want to put the model in the show notes. Wow! Wow! That's amazing. Hanging like hang from our shitty, like uh, you know, I love 1940s I love style from the the Ruby Tuesdays. Uh, <laughs> Ruby Tuesdays. That's the best way to put it. It's the Ruby <laughs> Tuesdays chandelier pendant. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. Fuck. Exactly. Man, that's the best way to describe. I've tried to describe a thing to people. I'm like, yeah, it's like you know the like 50s style stained glass. No, it's just the Ruby Tuesdays lamp. That's the best way. Yeah, to, it's to the fucking. <laughs> Would you like some mozzarella sticks? I hate that shit. So, would you like some mozzarella sticks? <laughs> See, Linda, you got so much going on. You got away with words. You're a very very intelligent woman. Aw, thank you. The Ruby Tuesday lamp. That's exactly how to put it. Um, this looks like a thing that Kelly Anderson would make too, because she makes a lot of little mobiles for fun. Mm. I and, love her work. Yeah, she has too. her like uh, Instagram comments protected or something, and so I can't respond to her on Instagram and tell her how much I like everything she makes because it's all. Black. Oh, interesting. 
maybe she's listening to this. Maybe she'll friend me. She probably won't. It's okay. It's fine. We had we had, dinner, sure. we had dinner that one time, and and she seemed to think I was fine and cool, and we're friends now. I think so. Whatever. Oh yeah, if I was like, hey, follow Andy, she'd be like, oh my god, I don't follow Andy. Oh my god, and then she would follow you. She's very nice. I like her. Very very nice. She took me to this really cool exhibit a week or two ago. Oh, tell us it about was the all, art. Uh, well, I've already forgotten the name of the person who did it and uh, the name of where it is. It's in this, this place called The Shed, uh, now down by where all the like touristy things are happening in New York right now, by the High Line and the, the Vessel and whatever. But anyways, uh, I'll, I'll send you some pictures. There was like a few Do installations. It. One of them was like, um, all of them had light and sound and like, it was like a whole immersive experience. So one was just like somebody had like deconstructed all of these dandelions and like taken every single seed off and put them back onto little tiny led lights. Um, and then put those in these like wire cages. And that was just mesmerizing to look at because the amount of work that went into it is just nuts. Um, sounds very meticulous. Yeah. But then there were these freaking, uh, floating cinder blocks and the cinder blocks are like, I don't know, like 12 feet tall, uh, like fucking huge. And so you walk into a space that's showing videos of these cinder blocks, just kind of like floating around New York city. And you're like, Oh, that's some cool, like floating CG. in the air or floating in water or what floating in the air. Yes. And, um, they are just like very slowly moving and rotating and they're not being held up by anything. So you're like, Oh, okay, cool. There's like some CG stuff. But then you walk into this massive like airplane hangar sized room and all of those massive monolithic cinder blocks are floating in the sky uh, in front of you. So they're like balloons or something that are just made to look exactly like cinder blocks. Kind of, but they, they are, um, cause they move around in these different formations and they take like patterns and they like, yeah, it was like a 10 minute long thing where you could just like lay on the ground and watch them like look like they're about to crush you. Um, and wow. yeah, I think it was a combination of drones and helium inside of them. That's some big but, art hours stuff. Yeah. And I, I just like, every time I hang out with Kelly, she like shows me something that I didn't even know could exist. Yeah. She Here, seems impossibly you. cool. Like I don't understand how she's so cool. Doesn't yeah, but she's a sweetie. Right. But she's not like a dick about it. Right. She's a sweetie. Who's not a dick about it. Yeah. All right. Here are some photos. Um, anyways, I feel kind of better this week. Like after seeing my whole family, it's been, I think that it was like the reset that I needed to see my mom and my grandparents and, um, yeah, I'm feeling pretty very good, surreal right? images, Linda. Right. Yeah. Like it's it doesn't, like, it doesn't even look like a photograph you sent me. It looks like a, like a computer generated scene. It looks like part of a video game or something. Just what you sent. Right. It's, it's totally nuts. Wild. I'm glad you're feeling so, better. Thank you. I'm actually feeling a little better too, and I think I have a hypothesis as to why, Linda. Why? I, um, I stopped intermittent fasting finally after <gasps> doing it for almost a whole year without missing oh my a God. day. Wow. Uh, and then I was getting my uh, depression medicine re-upped with my uh, with my fake internet doctor, who I see a different doctor every single time, which actually turned out to be kind of interesting. Like. It, overall, it's bad. Overall, I should have you know a doctor that actually knows me and can like follow and track my care over time. But instead, I get a different doctor's opinion every time, which is kind of interesting because I get to hear a different opinion on my whole uh, thing every time I yeah. forget my prescription. Uh, and this one person 
the one thing she mentioned was like, oh, yeah, fine, yeah, get some exercise, do all the things. She was like, oh, by the way, uh, never skip a meal uh, because this kind of depression, <gasps> like if you don't have calories in your system constantly, then, uh, you know, it, it turns to sadness chemical or something. I barely oh, understood. like especially if you're on depression meds, she's saying? I don't think it's related to the meds. I think it's related to the depression. She's just like, wow. you will be more depressed if you don't eat. And so wow. I was like, hmm. That's a pretty good reason to stop doing that thing that I was only kind of doing because I was stuck home all day and didn't want to eat snacks constantly and needed some sort of structure. I'm also back in the office five days a week now, so the need for that is kind of gone. But uh, I don't know if it's psychosomatic or something, but I do feel like I feel better in the past like week, which is when I stopped wow. doing that. So Yeah, I, I love how our personalities took to that challenge because I think I did it for like, I don't know, a couple of weeks or something or like maybe a month. And I was like, that was fun. I'm now I feel crazy and I want to eat food again. And you did it for a whole year. That's, That's kind of how I am with everything. It's not yeah. a great personality trait, though. If something does require commitment, I'm good at that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good commitment boy. That's why you're good at being married. <laughs> it's true, Linda. That's why I'm good at being married. <laughs> Yay, Hillary! I bought this stuff. <laughs> that <laughs> that was a very funny um, thing to say. <laughs> that struck me as very funny. I don't know why. I bought this stuff. It's hair perfume, and it's for like if you are too lazy to wash your hair and you need to refresh it, you just spray it in your hair, and it makes it smell good. Is that different than just? Is there actually a difference between all the smelly sprays? If you look at like Axe body spray versus perfume versus hair perfume versus air freshener, like well, uh, different how. I, are they different at all? I mean, I, I guess air freshener is probably different in that it's probably not uh, necessarily safe to put on your skin. But all the ones that right. are like meant to be sprayed on a person in some way, like aren't they just smelly sprays? What what could they possibly do differently? Yeah, but I think it's more of like a concentration of the smell. Like the hair perfume is way less concentrated than like body perfume. It's like gotcha. More of a mist. Uh, I see. And then perfume. So you do a little spray and then you walk through it, or do you spray it like at close range directly into your hair and like work it I in with a comb? It what do you do? Hair. Yeah, and it's like, ooh, ooh, dang, girl. Now, have you considered just uh, washing your hair instead of being disgusting? Uh, no. Because <laughs> sure I got this fine. dang shot and I can't lift my arm. I actually I took a really? shower right before this and I was like, I'd like to wash my hair. And then, uh, yeah, lifting the arm still hurts. My shoulder muscle is not happy. Wow. Yeah, I also, we just turned our heat on uh, 10 minutes ago. No. We turned ours on yesterday. Ago. It's been really cold. Yeah, and I already got like a little tiny nosebleed. <laughs> Damn, really? You got to get a humidifier. You got a humidifier? I have I have them. I, I actually like, I got some big boys. I got some big humidifiers. And you have I was the good like, kind not... or you have the shit kind? Do they, does I it got like... the Levoit, Levoit, Levoit. I don't actually know if that's a good one or a bad one. Does it like intermittently like spritz water into the air visibly or audibly it's uh it's 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 doing something it looks like a goddamn fog machine hmm. over here i think that's kind of the bad one like does it get stuff near it wet uh if it's cranked up like all the way yes interesting 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 that's the bad kind i don't know i i read somewhere that like uh obviously what you want is the moisture in the actual air right, right. like you want it absorbed it's not absorbed whatever the word is for absorb but as it pertains to air 
which is a different word. You want it, uh, yeah. You want it combined with air in some way. Did this sound? Did my quality of audio change dramatically recently? I don't know. I just got up from my desk and moved oh, around. I sound. I sound fine to you though. Yeah, you sound great. Levels are all over the place from where I'm sitting, but that's oh, why we have a compressor and a limiter. Anyway, I sent you a picture of my humidifier. I'm going to look at this. I guess this is, a, this is a big multimedia episode. Oh, yeah. See, I, so I've heard that these ones, uh, first of all, they represent a potential health hazard if you don't clean them very diligently, which I'm sure you know, because they yes. can actually spray mold into the air and they make you sick, which is bad. Right. Yes. Uh, the other thing I've heard about these is that they are like kind of more show than they are actual functional because all that moisture that's just getting like sprayed up and then just like lands on your table or whatever is not actually going into the air at all. But it makes you feel well, like it's working that? because you see it working but it's actually not working. And then the good ones just kind of run constantly. And I don't know. I, I don't know anything, Linda. I mean, I guess read, research for yourself. But this is what I have heard. I haven't bought a humidifier in years. Yeah, because I want to know. I want to know what to actually get. Uh, do I get... I went to the wire cutter and they were like, hey, do this. Uh, I trusted them so much more before the New York Times bought them. And then now it feels like their recommendations are not as good anecdotally. It feels like a lot of ads. I think it's a lot of ads. And I also feel like everyone they recommend now is like, I feel like they used to recommend like the good one. And now they recommend like the good deal one. And I don't want the good deal one almost ever, which I, yeah, sure. That's my privilege, blah, blah, blah. But I I don't want the one that's like, well, you know, for 20% of the price, you can get 40% of the humidifying power. It's like, no, no, no. I I would like the good one, please. It doesn't work, but you'll have to replace in a year and you might as well spend the money anyways. Exactly. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like the internet is kind of fucked up, Linda. (laughs) What do you mean? Well, so, every time... here's, here's, Here's one specific way in which it's fucked up. And it's a very petty way. But if you Google, like, best whatever best humidifier or you're looking to buy something uh all you find now are the internet is littered with a gazillion million websites that say like 10 best humidifiers 25 best humidifiers best humidifiers for apartment living best humidifiers for the winter best humidifiers for whatever and all these articles are basically just like procedurally generated and all they do is list like the top 10 most popular of that thing on amazon that is all they do with amazon affiliate links and i'm sure it's a very good way to farm search engine uh, traffic and make a bunch of money off of amazon affiliate links but it fucking sucks it sucks so goddamn hard that you can't actually find a like reasonable review of anything because even if anybody is doing the work to actually do real reviews of things which why would you because there's no reason to you don't get paid to do it and you right. can make more money just by spinning up one of these fucking bullshit pages and farming seo but even if someone is doing that they're buried completely under all this nonsense i've actually felt like videos uh are the only way i look at reviews now because mm-hmm. at least if a video is procedurally generated you can tell immediately and then you just leave uh but if you look at an actual review video then Someone had to take time to make it. It couldn't be just a bullshit ad, basically. Right, like some YouTube user who, like, their whole vibe is that they love gadgets. And, and there love- is, and let me tell you, Linda, there is a whole sea of some YouTube user for every single fucking thing. I guarantee there is a humidifier person on YouTube that just oh, sure. does humidifier bullshit. Man, and- I met, a, I made one of my friends, I made one of my friends, that's a weird way to start a sentence, but I, ma- I met someone at a conference and we became friends, and they were, like, a designer and after knowing them for like a year or something, I found out that they had a knife reviewing site. And See, they like there you go. Review, they have like a YouTube channel where all they do is review like pocket knives, and they had like a shitload of followers. It's crazy. 
we all have our secret passions. We all have our secret YouTube channels. Our secret YouTubes. I don't have that. What would you? What would your secret YouTube be if you did have it? I mean, we've established that you could be a multimillionaire streaming Sims on Twitch eight hours a day, but that's not the lifestyle you've chosen for yourself. So, what would your secret YouTube personality uh, be? I don't know. It would probably just be me, like petting my dog, and that's it. And this has been a great rousing round of improv with <laughs> Linda, <laughs> professional improver. Well, I wanted to uh, give it some serious thought and be like, what is the thing that, like, I bet that somebody, like, people love that shit. They, like, want to watch people eat. They want to watch people just, like, do normal life stuff. So maybe there's somebody out there who just, like, wants to feel like they have a friend around. And I'll just See, be, like, petting Lenny. See, I think you could be, like, a, like a the artist's way style like lifestyle thought leader on YouTube, basically where oh, wow. you could just record little videos and be like, I'm going for a walk and thinking about this. And, uh, you know, basically like this podcast, but you know, with your adorable face and a high, high video production quality. And I think you'd be a, you'd be a YouTube sensation. Okay. Well, here's the thing. When I said the thing about sitting down and petting my dog, that was like what I feel like I have the capacity to produce. And so if I had a producer and like a film crew and somebody editing it and basically doing all the work for me the way that you do all the work for this show, then yeah, but I'd fucking... J- just to be clear, there is no work done for this show. Uh, <laughs> I have to uh, write a title. I do have to apply the compressor and limiter to make up for all of our crazy levels. I do. Yeah, that, that, takes, that, takes about, that takes about 10 seconds. That's true. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, it's funny, like... Uh, it really does just come down to like, are you willing to do that? Right? Like I, right. I follow a couple of, uh, of cyclist YouTubers that are just like people that just go ride bikes and talk about bikes. And they're just like, whatever they did today, they just filmed and you know, that's what they do. That's cool. Because like, yeah, then there's all this pressure to like, like structure some sort of a narrative and like keep users and users, keep viewers engaged and, make more content for people you know and it's like, definitely uh, a bit of a racket but you can also kind uh, of like you can kind of just do your thing and find your audience i think for the most part mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anyway i think if uh, if you i know you don't want this for yourself and i'm not suggesting you should do it i'm just saying that i think you have the charisma to to pull it off if you if you were to commit to like you know producing let's say three 15 minute youtube videos every week of you just like living your creative life yeah, I think that's right. I yeah. think it would be fun. I think it would be really fun. Um, but then you're opening yourself up to ridicule. Da, 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 da. Oh yeah, you just gotta never check that comment section. It's just gonna just be this? it's just gonna be Not- all thirsty bros and uh, and rude teens that think yeah. you're that think you're fifty. <laughs> rude teenagers <laughs> that think you're forty seven years old and have never yeah, heard exactly. of the internet. <laughs> that's what that's yeah. all it's gonna be. Exactly. Well, I'll call me a boomer and I'll be like, <laughs> oh man. You'd be like, bitch, I invented calling people boomer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The word boomer is funny to me because I remember when I was in high school, we had a really old substitute teacher Yuck. who was like, and no, he was like in his like late sixties, early seventies at the time. Like he, he seemed like an old man to us. Um, and he called himself a boomer. He was like, well, it wasn't, like, a, it wasn't derogatory back then. It was like right, a point of pride almost. Right. But I'm just like, okay, so that man was like in his seventies or late sixties. And he was like a self-identified like baby boomer. And now like, I guess my parents, I also, I think that they are also a boomer. 
what I'm getting at is that these age ranges seem like they're a lot wider than I originally feel like they should be. Well, um, my hot take on this is that I think the baby boomers were the last generation that really meant anything. And all the other generations are really just defined in their relationship to the baby boomers. Cause that was the generation that actually meant something. Right. And then now it's like, Oh, generation X was the generation raised by baby boomers. And it's like, okay, uh, mm-hmm. what, 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 how does, how is that unifying? And it's not mm-hmm. unifying in the same way that being a baby boomer was, because I do think we had a more broad, like national monoculture, and especially like a mono media culture. And I do think there was a broader shared experience of growing up in America as a baby boomer. And I think that's actually a pretty narrow range of years that I would call like the meaningful baby boomers. Like let's say born within 10 years of the end of world war two. Mm. Um, and then everything beyond that is just like, yeah, we just fucking make up designations all the time for whatever. Like, yeah, and it's all kind of nonsense. <clears throat> it's all just BS. We're all we're all entitled little whiny babies who don't even want to work, and we just want to get paid a lot and be left the fuck alone. I Except saw I saw a video on Reddit today. I gotta go soon, but I'm gonna last thing. I saw a video on Reddit today of uh, of Elvis Presley's first performance on the Ed Sullivan Show, and I had a like clarifying thought about how far we have come as a society in terms of not being prudes because. Elvis Presley was notorious for his like sexually suggestive hip gyrations, which were like <laughs> a huge fucking huge scandal. And apparently right. the FCC warned the Ed Sullivan show that they shouldn't film Elvis from, uh, you can only film from the waist up. Like don't film anything yeah. below his waist. Otherwise, like you might get fined by the FCC for like, I remember for yeah. like sexual misconduct for, for like, but airing lewd footage. Like, and if you watch this video, Linda, it's the absolute most tame thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like <laughs> he low key sucks at dancing. He is not good at moving his hips and everyone in the, in the audience is going nuts. And it was a whole big scandal. And it's like, that was like our parents were alive <laughs> and like, yeah. and that is where we were. And now we have like, you know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm very grateful for how far pop culture has come in terms of its acceptance of like, sexuality and its prudishness because god damn that was not that long ago you know oh my god i know and i think lil nas x is like our current version of that like I think right that's that a good example i was trying to think of a good yeah. example and that's a really good one because i think lil nas is like being provocative in the way that like women have been kind of forced to be as musicians for the last like 30 40 years right they couldn't they get attention like, unless they were doing that right they were forced like you're to. not taken seriously unless you're like basically naked unless you got have, your like, baps out <laughs> a tight fucking bod and you're like dancing wonderfully at the same time. Uh, yeah. And like, I love that he's doing that now. Um, I think it's great, but yeah. Yeah. I also think about like war of the world sometimes and like how that like sent people into a frenzy and just how far media has come since then. But also how I mean, we still kind of have that. I mean, there were a bunch of fucking QAnon idiots that were waiting in a square for Kennedy to rise from the dead and declare Trump the president again. Wait, so seriously? like Yeah, this happened like this, this happened much. literally like two days ago. Uh oh my God. a bunch of people were like really disappointed because Kennedy didn't show up. Is it Kennedy? I think it was Kennedy. Yeah. Uh that but was I love supposed that there is like a mini war of the worlds happening every single day, but it just like keeps shape shifting. Uh and people don't ever realize that it's fake and they're convinced that it's not real. Yeah. It's a lot to unpack there. 
that will have to yeah. be on the next episode of Earth to Linda. Tune in, like, and subscribe. Give us five stars on iTunes and uh, buy a mattress or whatever. Buy a mattress. Just any old mattress. Yeah, uh, buy, buy any mattress. Good hey, luck with that. Uh, this show uh, is brought I'll... to you by sleeping. It's very good. <laughs> and you can do it on anything. You can do it on the ground. You can do it on some dirt. You can do it in a tent. Sleep in this a car. This show is brought to you by petting your dog. Yeah, pet that dog. It is a good dog. It deserves pets. I'm going to go out of town for a few weeks, so hopefully we can talk from the road. And if not, I'll talk to you later. I hope I get to talk to you, but I don't want to stress you out. So I <laughs> echo what you said, Linda, and I hope you have a wonderful trip. Thanks, Andy. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.